welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name's Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. I want to talk to you this morning about how to receive strength from the Lord. The mystery of receiving strength. God has a a something for you. The mystery of receiving strength. We all need it, don't we, at times? In fact, one of the things that I know, um, especially around this time of year, is that weariness is a part of life. Did you hear me? (laughs) Weariness is a part of life. Just turn to your neighbour and say, that's good, it makes me normal. I thought there was something wrong. I know some of you are saying you're not so normal, but anyway. You know, weariness is a part of life. We think of um, weariness comes in in and from a lot of ways. It comes from the pressures of the society that we live in. It comes from mounting school fees as we try to keep our kids in private tuition. It comes from uh, global pandemics. It comes from all different sorts of spaces. It comes from financial crises and uh, recessions. It comes from emotional internal turmoil that we experience. Weariness comes from hard work. Weariness comes from a lot of places. And one of the things is weariness comes from just having a job. (laughs) Weariness comes from working really hard. I was talking to Calv, he moved a couple of cubic metres of crushed rock. And uh, when we were young, that was easy, but it takes its toll as you get older. You don't bounce back as quick. Weariness is just, it's a part of life. It happens, bills, business pressures, kids, relationships, mortgage. Weariness can kick in. And so I think the question that I want to pose to you this morning is not, are you weary? Because if you're weary, something's wrong with you. But the question rather that I want to ask you today is is just simply this, is weariness winning? Is weariness winning? It's a reality for all men, we must know. Weariness is something that, uh, this is an important thing to acknowledge, but weariness is something that uh, is seasonal. It's not always there forever. And so if you're experiencing a weary downtime now, just know that that season is gonna pass. Come on, can I prophesy that again? That that season is gonna pass. Somebody say amen if you need to hear that. (laughs) Weariness, it comes and it goes. The issue is, is not whether weariness is present, but whether you're gonna quit when you get tired. And so weariness is a part of life. And I'd really encourage you, those that are just feeling really low and flat right now, please know 
that you are only in a season. That season will change for all the new parents out there or those that are about to have babies. There's like a baby boom happening in Empower Church at the moment. But you will know that the phases of newborn through to three months, through to six months, through to 12 months, through to a couple of years, that seasons change. Some seasons are more weary and more demanding than others, but it is just a season and you'll make it through, amen? Galatians chapter six, let's just read this, verse number seven, it'll be on the screens for your convenience today. But it says this, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And listen to verse number nine, uh, highlighted in your Bibles. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. You can sit down now, Way, Thanks, man. I'll pass the test. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Miriam Webster's dictionary speaks about uh, the word uh, weariness. Remember, we're talking about the mystery of strength, how to receive strength. And we need to back up just slightly because if we're going to talk about strength, we've got to talk about why do we need strength. And part of the reason why we need strength is to combat and to be the antidote to weariness and to tiredness and to exhaustion and to all those sorts of things. And this is what the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines weariness as. Exhausted in strength, endurance, vigour, or freshness. I don't know, but I reckon if we were honest this morning, we would be able to identify with one of those words. I'm actually feeling exhausted or weary in strength, in endurance, in vigour, or in freshness. And so the on the, the sell of weariness is that weariness has symptoms. And weariness, some of those symptoms can be depression, anxiety, fear, a whole lot of different things which we might touch on this morning. But as we talk about our strength today, really the question that I'm wanting you to personally wrestle with for yourself is in my own life, does my mind need strengthening right now? Does my spirit need something from God because it's feeling weary right now? Does my body need something? Do I need to receive strength into my body? Do I need to receive something from God in the area of my mind? See, if you're experiencing anxiety or fear, although there are biological factors to that, please seek professional help do all those sorts of things. But there is a reality also that if you're facing anxiety, anxiety at times is just the inability to be able to come up with the solution to the problem that you're facing. And as a result, fear enters in, anxiety enters in because you just don't know what to do. And I don't know about you, but I've experienced moments like that where life has been somewhat overwhelming. I remember about six or seven years ago, 
Alicia and I invested into a business and we had some and a few things with that business shifted and things were happening and there was just pressures mounting. There were just pressures mounting. And I remember being outside of Bunnings in Epping, shout out Bunnings. Um, I, I remember being out, outside of Bunnings in Epping and I remember loading stuff into the back of my um, cashmere Ford Falcon. Come on somebody, that was the technical color, but it was really just a really bad brown color. Um, and um, I used to call it gold just because it felt more <laughs> heavenly. Um, and I remember loading stuff into the back of that car and I remember my, test, my chest tightened, my mind started racing and for the first time in my life, I started what they describe or what, what is probably an anxiety attack. Not for any reason, it was just closing the boot, putting some equipment in the back of my car and there was no specific trigger. But we go through these moments in life where we are taken to the very edge and a part of that edge is just looking within ourselves and being unable to find the solution. And so fear kicks in. And so the question that we're asking is in those moments, in those moments where you do not wanna get out of bed in the morning because you feel the weight and the pressure of life, when you have a massive life decision and you're feeling inundated and overwhelmed by the sense and the magnitude of that specific decision, I wanna give you some tools today that are gonna put strength inside of every part of your life body, soul and spirit so that you can be someone that responds not out of weariness but out of strength. Are you ready for this this morning? I want to give you three biblical places that weariness comes from. Number one, where weariness comes from. Number one, weariness comes from hope deferred. Go to your Bibles very quickly into Proverbs chapter three, uh, 13 and verse number 12. We're going to read that in a moment. At the end of this message, as the Holy Spirit speaks to you throughout this message, you are going to receive an invitation to respond to the work of the Spirit. God does not want you leaving this place feeling like you don't have any strength, feeling like you're all out of options, feeling like tomorrow ho hopefully never comes. God wants you going out of this place filled with His power, filled with His glory, filled with a grace that is more than sufficient for your day and what it has in it right now. Can I hear an amen? I'm speaking strongly and clearly this morning because you don't need to finish this year feeling tired or exhausted. You can finish this year strong, feeling invigorated, feeling empowered, feeling full of God's power that looks at impossibilities and sees that with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. Proverbs 13, 12, one of the places that weariness comes from. The Bible says uh, one of the places that weariness comes from is not Proverbs 13, 12, it's helping us. Uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. One of the places that weariness comes from is when hope, when destiny is delayed. When destiny is delayed. Look what it says after that, because we just quote that part of the scripture. Just a little, little more, thanks. 
But it says, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So when destiny is delayed, when hope is deferred, the heart gets sick. The heart, the spirit gets broken. Weariness comes from when hope has been deferred. And we'll talk a bit, a bit about this in a moment, but the truth is, is that there is a spiritual assignment out against your destiny. Do you really think that the enemy wants you to fulfill what God has, the assignment that God has for your life? And so he's gonna try to delay what God has planned. One of the reasons why weariness is a reality is due to delayed expectations, destiny deferred. We are beings, God has hardwired it into us that we are beings of results. That when God said, I want you to go and be fruitful and multiply, he have dominion of the earth, he hardwired into our makeup, into the creation of mankind that we would then go and fulfill those things. And so when there is a delay on your destiny and hope is deferred, the thing that you're hoping for, believing for is deferred for a time, you and I know that that can bring a weariness. It can bring a level of exhaustion. And so one of the places that weariness comes from is hope deferred. The other place is the place of sorrow. What is sorrow? Sorrow is a feeling of deep distress caused by losses. Listen to this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. It says, for godly sorrow, everyone say godly sorrow. Come on, help me preach this morning. Say godly sorrow. Produces repentance leading to salvation. So the principle here is that sorrow has a production that comes out of it. In this case, Paul is saying that there is a there are different types of sorrow. This one he's speaking about right now is godly sorrow. For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So right now we have two categories of sorrow. And here's one of the things that you, that is a, a, the fruit of repentance is not guilt or condemnation. The fruit of repentance, everyone, oh, I'm just so sorry. You're not actually sorry because you want to repent. You're sorry because you got caught. If you were sorrow, the word repent actually means to change your mind. It means to turn your life around. It means to make a decision. The Pentecostal church over the last 20 years has made repentance this weeping and wailing situation. Some of the most powerful repentance that you'll ever see or experience is when you get a revelation of who Jesus is. And just as a result of that, there doesn't need to be tears. There doesn't need to be howling and weeping and, and deep travail. And you just, something shifts inside of your spirit and you repent. God, I saw it 
it that way. I'm sorry. I saw it that way. That was wrong. That was incorrect. You, through revelation of who Jesus is, has changed that. So now I'm going to walk the other direction. I'm going to do something new. Are you with me this morning? So repent sorrow, which leads to repentance, which leads to salvation, Godly sorrow, the byproduct of it is never condemnation. Godly sorrow, the sorrow there, the byproduct of it, the fruit of it, the outcome slash result slash thing that God's going to bring into our lives is actually the opposite. It's salvation, it's joy, it's peace, it's power in the Holy Spirit. Whereas godly, uh, whereas The other category of sorrow, which brings about weariness, the Bible describes it as a worldly sorrow. Can we go a little bit deeper this morning? Sometimes I think we've been a part of church life so long that we don't have the discernment. We haven't had the discernment to acknowledge the difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. And so as a result, we've honoured godly, we've honoured worldly sorrow as repentance, but as not. And so we've got to be discerning in this time. And so sorrow is something that leads to death. How many know that's not good? <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> Just making sure you're alive. Yeah, that was a strong point. Sorrow leads to death. That's full on, isn't it? So that weariness that you're experiencing, which is connected to a worldly sorrow, that needs to shift. And I, I, I command that in the name of Jesus to shift. You're gonna walk out of this room not the same in Jesus' mighty name. You're gonna walk out full of joy, full of peace. Tonight I prophesy, someone hasn't slept well for the last three nights. Who's that person? Give me a wave. You're gonna sleep. You're gonna put your head on that pillow tonight. And there is, I rebuke those spirits that are trying to just rob destiny from you, David, in the name of Jesus. And I declare right now freedom. I command every demonic force to just be gone in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for that. So sorrow, sorrow produces death. Sorrow is one of the places that produces weariness. Just check this out. It's not on the screen because I just found it before when I was in my Bible, but it's Psalms 119 verse 28. And it says, my soul, what is your soul? Your mind, your will, your emotions. My mind, my will, my emotions, this is David, is weary with sorrow. Sorrow is the thing that has made my weariness in the area of my mind, my will and emotions. Can I, do you know why I'm preaching so strong today? Have a guess. No one's game enough. Because I feel in this season, weariness trying to come on my life. And just this morning when I was praying, I felt the Holy Spirit say, are you going to let weariness win? So I'm just preaching to myself. Is that good? I'm going to have a Holy Ghost party all by myself. You can sit there in your quiet, comfortable seat and be boring and not receive any impartation, but I'm going home full of God's power this morning. Is that good? My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me. 
according to your word. The other place that sorrow comes from, and we read it in the book of Galatians, and this isn't something that we talk about a lot, but the other place that sorrow comes from is good works. Turn to your neighbor and say, good works. So we're saying it comes from hope deferred. We're saying weariness can come from sorrow, and we're also saying that weariness can come from good works. But I thought that it was meant to be easy. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, whoops, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Let's move, let's shift gears now and talk about how, how, do we, how do you, how do I receive strength? Anyone in this uh, room this morning just feeling like, I, yeah, it's the end of the year, I'm pretty, I'm pretty tired. I'm looking forward to, come on, don't be shy, give us a, give us a hand wave, come on. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit down, I'm feeling a bit flat, I'm feeling a bit like if I have to try to get my kids out the door one more time for school, come on somebody, there's going to be an exorcism. Might not be a spirit, it might be an actual child just being thrown out. Um, you know what I'm saying? If I have to do one more invoice, if I have to do one more thing, I can't be bothered doing this. This has been a big year. Weariness is there, but we can finish strong. Amen. God's got something powerful for you. So how do we receive strength? One of the um, terminologies that I've been using a lot in our church over the last uh, couple of months is this idea, because I'm trying to shift your thinking to God's Word, is this idea that God has released through His Word, through the life of Jesus and through the Spirit, these different technologies that allow us to partner with Him in seeing the Kingdom of Heaven come to earth. For example, faith is one of those God technologies. For example, confession is one of those God technologies. Roman tells us that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the combination of belief and confession is a spiritual technology that God has given to us to receive salvation. God is so amazing and infinite in his wisdom that he did that so that he didn't have to personally, as the person of salvation, be at every single altar call. He made a technology available to us so that through belief and confession, we could access the gift of eternal life, salvation in Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Prayer, the, the technology of prayer and the technology of faith combined, when they come together, mountains must move in the name of Jesus. Are you with me today? So when these things connect, and so God has released these technologies. So I want to give you a few things that God has made available to us to receive strength, to receive strength. So that while you and I are doing good works, we can still be receiving strength. We can still be in that place of strength. The first uh, the first one that I want to want you to write down this morning, the first way that we receive strength, the actual base, the foundational level, I want you to write this down, is the love of God. The love of God. You and I must have a deep revelation of God's love. Your Christianity is, 
and your survival in church life, in the world, in ministry, in achieving your destiny is predicated upon the fact that you have a deep revelation of God's love. Without a deep revelation of God's love, you will start seeing the works of man, the disappointments that happen through being in a spiritual community that's trying to do something for God, but it's also equally broken at the same time. I will disappoint you as your leader if that's how you see it. I will not live up to, your, to the expectations that you have for me. I can guarantee you that I will disappoint you in some way, shape or form. That's not a prophetic word. I'm just trying to shift your focus from having your spiritual life anchored in where you attend on Sunday and who has the wireless microphone to this idea that you must be connected to a revelation of God's love, not through secondhand revelation that's preached at you, but you must live out your life through firsthand revelation that you have received by Holy Spirit. It is the only way. I've been in pastoral church ministry for a long time now, over 20 years. I thank God for every one of those seasons. Equally so as I've been in, uh, in and under leadership, which is a God, godly and a biblical thing, I have been hurt by leadership. I have also hurt people through the decisions of my own leadership. But the one thing that must be a common thread in my life that I must take responsibility for, the church or people, the ecclesia, broken human beings, they may disappoint me and hurt me, but that is not gonna change two things. My understanding of who God the Father is. And secondly, the identity that God the Father declares over me. Your strength, you receiving strength, it is so vital that you understand the love of God. Let's go to Romans chapter five and let's read from verse one to number five. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse number three, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. There is an academic understanding of love that a lot of Christians have. And that academic understanding, that purely mind version of understanding God's love can quote all of the scriptures. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God loves me. While we were still yet sinners, God, Christ died and gave himself. Like we can quote God is love. We can quote all the scriptures, but we haven't, Allowed. See, see, receiving information, information is not how God's love is transferred. Listen, can we, can we 
Can we get a bit crazy? The technology that God uses to give you a revelation of love is not information. It's impartation by the Spirit. The only way that you can truly receive and have an inkling of the grandeur of God's love for you is through the Holy Spirit. It says it in the text right there. It says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts, not in our minds, in our hearts. And how was it poured out? Through a sermon? No, by the Spirit. This is why unashamedly, unashamedly we are an encounter with Holy Spirit Church. This is why we want to press into the things of God. This is why we don't really have too many rules. We have order, but we don't have too many rules. This is why I don't mind if you want to stand in the, in the preaching or sit down or you want to come and kneel because the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. There will always be order because God is a God of order. Whenever it draws attention to you, then that's probably when we start kind of asking some questions about whether there's obedience to just something else or not. But the truth is, is we want an open environment to the voice of Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the giver of those gifts that God has. And the reason why we have a generation that do not know themselves is because they do not know the love of God and is because the church has shut down the altar, has shut down people's ability to respond, has created such an organised church that we have forgotten about the impartation of the Spirit. It's the impartation of the Spirit that will bring about God's love. Psalms 36, 5 and 9, your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds, your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. How your love is steadfast. Hey, so let me, let me say this because this is important. If you're experiencing any sort of weariness in any area right now, that doesn't mean God is not present. The presence of weariness does not define or mean equate to the absence of God. In fact, I would encourage you so much to say that if you a problem has been presented to you, it's because you're specially anointed to solve that problem. And so instead of looking at that problem as something that is insurmountable, please look deep within yourself by the Holy Spirit and realise that that problem only exists because God put you on the planet to solve that very problem. That you have received an anointing. Why would you need an anointing? Because the anointing breaks the yoke. But if the, 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 the anointing is not required if there is not a yoke to break. 
And so if you're experiencing hardship, you're experiencing depression, if you're experiencing weariness in this season, please hear the word of the Lord to you today. You have by the Holy Spirit within you the keys to be able to unlock the solution to that dilemma that you're facing right now. Isaiah 54.10, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. The first way that we receive strength is through the love of God. Let's race through this so that we can pray. The second one is prayer, is prayer. One of the ways that we receive strength from the Lord is through the technology, the vehicle of prayer. Did you know you can't, we need to become a more vocally praying church, by the way. That's just a pastoral moment for our church community. And the reason why we're not vocally prayerful in here, to be honest, is because we're not praying at home. It's not about a style per se. It's about, uh, it's about using the, our mouths <laughs> to pray and to speak to God and to pray. God, Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. And so when we start praying, like we're pushing you at the moment, I get it, we're opening up those times of prayer and people are like, isn't this worship? Isn't this prayer? But I wanna really just encourage you. If you wanna receive strength, you need to be in that place of prayer. And to, to all, of, all of those on social media, text, texting or SMSing or Instagramming or Facebooking, praying for you, that's not a real prayer. You're all so quiet. You're like, what? All right, it can be a prayer. It's all good, whatever. Just move on. Luke 18.1, Jesus says this. He spoke to, spoke to, he, then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. What's Jesus saying? He's trying to give us a key that one of the ways that you don't lose heart is by being in that place of prayer. What sustained Jesus' ministry? Prayer. Constant, consistent prayer. The Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. It's about getting in this mode and this frame of kind of this worldview of life that everything is this space of prayer. He would go to the mountain and pray. And he'd receive the impartation he needed. To, he even, we know that he had some big conversations with God. Think of the Garden of Gethsemane for a moment. Another, another really important thing for you to notice about prayer and receiving strength is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We won't read it for the sake of time. But the Bible says that when we pray in a tongue, when we pray in the spirit, when we exercise that spiritual gift of speaking in tongues, the Bible says that we edify ourselves. That word edify means to build up, to strengthen, to construct. We literally build ourselves up. Isn't it so beautiful and so kind of God that within a gift that he gives us of, of prayer, he puts and packs into that the ability that not only is stuff happening out there, but stuff is also happening in here. That when we pray in the spirit, one of the keys of my life is just spending some time speaking in the spirit. If you aren't, uh, if you don't have the gift of speaking in the spirit, please ask the Holy Spirit for it. 
Say, God, I want, to, I want the gift of speaking in tongues. I want to be able to speak in tongues. Maybe we'll do a teaching one time on the different type of tongues. Because um, doesn't it need an interpretation? Well, a certain tongue does. But this tongue, which is, exists to edify, would exi- which exists for your spiritual life, is a really important one. And so I want you to practice that. The ministry of self-edification is when we pray in the Spirit. Are you with me? The, the third one, the third kind of thing that God has made available for us to receive strength is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. And so the question for you today is, have you received mercy? Have you received for the ministry that God's got for your life? Have you received The gift of impartation, the importance of impartation in this time is vital. It's absolutely vital. If you're a leader in the church, it goes without saying that you must receive impartation. God's made a way for that to happen in different ways. One of those is through the laying of hands. The other is through your own personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. But we must be a people that are leaning in out of what we have and leaning into what God has and receiving from Him. Receiving grace, receiving spiritual power. The only way the New Testament church were as effective as they were is because on, in Acts chapter 2, they received power. Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power to be my witnesses. There was a there was a, a, an impartation of power for a purpose. Amen? Jesus even said it like this in Matthew 11. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. There's that word weary. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And what's he saying? He's saying, I've got, I've got something for you I want to give to you. But the key is that you've got to come. You've got to come. No one can do it on your behalf. You've got to come and you've got to open up your heart to receive from him. The last one, waking, if you can jump up, let's have the whole band up actually, if that's all right, is that God wants to renew you day by day. So the first one of how do we receive strength is through the revelation of the love of God. The second one is through prayer. The third one is through impartation and receiving what God has for us receiving some supernatural. And the third one is about understanding that God is renewing us and he wants to do it day by day. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. And it says, And we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. The outward man is perishing. So we don't lose heart. We don't get weary. We're not getting tired, even though... The outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. I want you to see a few things. Number one, a lot of the renewing that you need and this receiving of strength that you need is not going to come from the external. It's going to come, God wants to renew and bring strength to the inner man. The inner man. This world is so geared towards focusing on the outer man. 
And I can just be honest with you, it doesn't matter. The outer man matters a lot less than you think. And when I say the outer man, I'm not saying that we're, um, obviously we, we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Let's steward that space well. But really what I'm trying to say, especially in our generation, is there are so, like we have filters on phones for good heaven's sake. Where we're looking at people's social media posts, but it's, it's an augmented view of them. Now I'm not hating on that technology, praise God for it. it gets rid of the bags under my eyes at times. But I'm saying when all your energy goes into that, it's out of whack. What about the inner man? What about the inner man of your spirit? How is that being strengthened and connecting with God? How is that engaging with the Spirit of God? The second thing that it says in this, it talks about a rhythm of a day-by-day rhythm. It's not a week-by-week rhythm. It's a day-by-day rhythm. That your inner man is being renewed day-by-day. That's a charge and a challenge. That's a, that's, a, that's a big challenge for us to hop off the train of Sunday church attendance and hop on the train of being in daily relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. I wanna read this one last scripture and I wanna declare it over you. Why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't you just close your eyes? Why don't you open your heart? This is Isaiah chapter 40. And I believe it's for you. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord God is the everlasting God. creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. The prophet is saying, hey, please do not forget when you get tired how great this God is that you serve. Do not forget who he is. And I stand here today echoing the same words of the prophet Isaiah. Do not forget who your God is. He is the God that parts the sea. He is the God that overcomes the horse and the rider and they are thrown into the sea. He is the God of the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God that spoke into a tomb and Lazarus came out. He is the God that turned mud into a healing balm that brought sight to a man that had never seen. He is 
is the God that whispered so softly into a little girl's ears and she arose back to life. He is the God. He is the God for all of those that are feeling forgotten and left out. He is the God of David. He is the God that if you have a calling, it doesn't matter whether your brothers or sisters or or, or own father forget about who you are. God, He is the God that will get a prophet to call out your name from some obscure place because you are anointed and called to be king. He is a God that created the heavens and the earth. And He says this to you today. He says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youths grow tired and weary and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And I just wonder in this room today, if you're wanting to walk out of this place completely filled with God's strength, I believe that there's an impartation that God wants to release to you. I expect all of our leaders to respond to this word as well as if you're open to it in the church. You say, Matt, I wanna receive something from the Lord today. I need a fresh impartation. I need God's love. I need God's power. I need to just access one of those God technologies to receive something. Then I want you to just get out of your seat wherever you are right now and just come and respond to Him. Come and respond to Him. Just come. Just come and lift your hands before Him as we just worship for a few moments. That might be you. Find a side area. Find whatever whatever you want to do. We're just going to pray for five minutes. 